0: more you probably have heard that you are blessed to be a blessing it sounds good but do we know what that kind of life really looks like that's what we're going to talk about on today's dreamers and disciples Welcome to the podcast. My name is Wade Joy, and I'm grateful to spend just a few moments with you today. And I've been hearing from so many of our new listeners recently. So first of all, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I'm thankful that you're on this Dreamers and Disciples journey with us. And one thing I'm enjoying recently at the top of each episode is sharing a message from one of our listeners. So I'd encourage you to to reach out through Instagram or Facebook or the Access More site for Dreamers and Disciples. You'll find that link in the show notes. Uh, You can also leave a review. And I'm just gonna pick uh, one message from one of those platforms every week to share on the podcast, uh, because I want us to all be encouraged by your journey. And I wanted to share today a message from Julie. She's a brand new listener. And she wrote this just last week. She said, just wanted to let you know that I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast this week. It was my first time, and I love the series of what you learned during your time at the monastery. I'm a travel nurse, and I drive a lot, so I'm glad I found your podcast. Thanks for sharing your heart. So thank you, Julie, for sending that in. I'm glad the podcast can keep you company on your drive to work, that it can encourage you and bless you. And I've heard a lot about those episodes about my time at the monastery. And if you haven't listened to those, it's episode 12 and episode 13. It's a two-part series. And what's funny is today's episode is, is somewhat connected to that because I want to talk about a topic that God really spoke to me about during my time of reflection at the monastery earlier this year. And that topic is blessing. And I want us to really unpack that today, and I want to share what the Lord spoke to me. So I really think, uh, no pun intended, I think it's going to bless you, and I think it's going to be really encouraging for you. So let's start with what is blessing, because I think, honestly, it's a word we hear so much that it's probably lost any significant meaning in our lives Uh, For some, it's only a response to a sneeze when you say bless you. Uh, Maybe for you, it's the title of your favorite worship song, uh, The Blessing. So shout out to my Elevation Worship family there. Uh, For others, it's a word you just hear in church and you think it applies to things going well in your life, uh, making your life more comfortable, that you're blessed when you get more money, when you receive that promotion, or when you gain influence. And so no matter what our definitions are, we know enough about blessing to know that we want God to bless us. We know that we want the Lord to bless the people that we love. And we also know that we're supposed to bless others. So at the time I record this, we're headed into Thanksgiving uh, in the United States and we're getting ready for Christmas. And so there's a lot of talk about being blessed to be a blessing. But to do that well, or even to do that at all, we need to know what it means to truly be blessed so that we can in turn, give that blessing to someone else. And so most of us agree on this. Blessing sounds pretty great. Blessing sounds awesome. And we want that, but it usually in our minds means being more comfortable or it means making someone else's life more comfortable. And while that can be part of it, uh, I don't think that's the whole picture in Scripture. Because Jesus throws this wrinkle in the mix with his teachings uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, specifically the portion we call the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 12. And so it's a series of blessings, but let me pull out just a few that might uh, challenge the way you think about blessing. Jesus says in verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then in verse 4, he said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then finally, verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. So here's what's interesting to me. Jesus is saying you can actually be blessed in situations that don't look like blessing. That you can be blessed when your life is isn't more comfortable, but when your life is actually less comfortable, that you can be blessed not just when your life is easier, but when your life is much more difficult. You can be blessed in persecution. You can be blessed when you're insulted. You can be blessed when you mourn. So maybe there's something more going on with being blessed than just a new job, than just more money in your bank account. Maybe there's something deeper that scripture teaches us about the reality of blessing. So you're blessed to be a blessing, but what does it mean to be blessed in the first place? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to discover how to move blessing out of the land of cliches and into our concrete reality. And so I got clarity on this topic from a book I read at that monastery I was talking about earlier. And so a friend of mine named Nick a couple of weeks before I even went to the monastery, he texted me and said, hey, you should check out this book called Sacred Fire by Ronald Rawheiser. And I'd never read anything by him before, uh, but it sounded interesting, and I kind of just put it on my list to read at some point. Well, then I get to the monastery, and like I mentioned in those episodes, I didn't have my phone to look at, and I didn't really bring a lot of books to read. So I, sou- I found this book in the, the small library that was there. And I looked, and the first book that I saw was Sacred Fire. And so I grabbed it, and I read it, and that was the book that anchored most of what God spoke to me that weekend, but particularly the the part about blessing. And so I highly recommend the book. I'll link to it in the show notes. You should check it out. But we're going to specifically focus on the small portion of it that talked about blessing. And the book is a vision for a deeper human and Christian maturity. And there was a lot that helped me in that book. But the scriptural handles he gave for blessing really changed uh, the way I looked at it. So while it's not a definitive description of that theology uh, in Scripture, it does give a good overview of what blessing looks like in the Word of God. And he argues that blessing blessing others is the crowning glory of mature discipleship. Blessing others is the crowning glory of mature discipleship. And he believes that the capacity and willingness to bless others is the pinnacle of Christian maturity. That's a big statement right there. So if we want to be mature in our relationship with Jesus, if we want to walk in the fullness of all Christ has for us, then we need to learn how to bless others. And so he points out that blessing always begins with the Father and has three components, that God sees you, God speaks well of you and God sacrifices for you. Let me say those again. God sees you, he speaks well of you, and he sacrifices for you. And so we see elements of that at the beginning of both testaments of the Bible. We see blessing modeled by God at the beginning of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, going right to Genesis 1, right at the very beginning, we see God uh, looking at his creation at the end of every day, And saying that it was good. He sees his creation. He speaks well of his creation. And on the sixth day, he adds an extra uh, exclamation point on it. And it says, God saw all that he had made. This was after he had made mankind. And he said, it was very good. So God is blessing his creation. He's seeing it. He's speaking well of it. Now, fast forward now to the New Testament and the beginning of Jesus' ministry when he was baptized. Uh, and how the Father really models blessing the Son. Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. He sees the Son, He speaks well of the Son. and this is before Jesus had begun his public ministry. but God is delighting in him. It's as if for the rest of his life, Jesus ministered and lived from this word, from his Father, that he was loved, that he was delighted in him, that he was delighted in. It's like Jesus lived from this awareness that he was blessed even before he did anything uh, noteworthy, so to speak in his ministry. And so if we look then at this realization, it puts into focus what he said in the Sermon on the Mount, which is why Jesus could say, you are blessed even in circumstances that don't look like blessing. Because no matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening around you, God sees you, and God loves you, and God speaks well of you. That is part of the foundation of blessing. So in any situation in Christ, the Father says the same thing over you. In any situation, you are His beloved. He is well-pleased with you because you are covered in Christ. You are in Christ. That means God sees you and takes delight in you. So that's God sees you. That's God speaks well of you. But now let's look at God sacrificing for you. Because not only does He declare His love, but He demonstrated that love through his sacrifice. Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ sacrificed his life. The father allowed his son to be sacrificed on your behalf, on my behalf, as a way to bless us. Because Ephesians 1.3 says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And the only way that we receive those spiritual blessings is because of the cross, because of that sacrifice, and then the subsequent resurrection of Jesus. So in Christ, we have every spiritual blessing because He gave His life in order that we might have life. So let's recap what we see modeled in the Father and in the Son. God sees you, God speaks well of you, and God sacrificed by giving away his life so that you can have life. So if that is the foundation of what it means to be blessed by the Father, to be blessed by God, then that informs, according to Rahlheiser, what it means to bless others and to live a life, a blessing. So we bless when we see, when we speak, and when we sacrifice. So, here's what each of those three looks like on a practical level. So, we bless when we see someone, when we truly see them for who they are in their situation. When we see someone and they walk into the room and we are not put off by their their energy, but we delight in them. We're glad that they're there and, and they know that by how we respond to them. They know that by how we make them feel seen, that we delight in them rather than being threatened by them. So we see them, we don't overlook them, but we acknowledge them for who they are and who God has created them to be. Secondly, we speak well of them. So we affirm their value and worth in God. The word blessing is taken from a Latin word that means to speak well of. So so, at the core of blessing is to speak well of someone. And side note, that's how we can we can bless God and worship. I used to wonder, how do I bless God, who's the one who's ultimately blessing me? Well, it's I'm speaking well of God. I'm giving him worship, I'm giving him glory. And so when we speak well over someone else, we're affirming their worth and their value in God. And while it's it's best to do that in words, you can also do that through your body language, through your actions. Are you affirming your love for them through what you do? And are you speaking well of them both to their face and also behind their back? And then they're sacrificing. Will you give away some of your own life so that they can have more life? Will you give away some of your life so that they can have more life? That means, will you um, give of yourself to resource them in their journey? Will you take a back seat sometimes so that they can be pushed forward in what God has called them to do? Uh, this reminds me of something Pastor Stephen always taught, and it became very foundational for me in ministry where he said mature ministry is being more excited about what God does through others than what he does through you. So are you willing to sacrifice uh, an advantage or an opportunity to help someone else walk in the fullness of who God has called them to be? So we're blessed to be a blessing, not just in our resources, but it's at the very core of our identity in Christ. Our whole life is meant to be a blessing. We're meant to truly see people the way God sees them. We're meant to speak well of them uh, and affirm how God speaks over them. We're meant to call out uh, the, the gifts and the talents and, and the goodness that God has placed inside of them. And we're meant to sacrifice so that others can be pushed forward in their journey. That is living a way that is modeled by God, the Father and the Son. And we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're meant to be a conduit of this type of blessing to the world and in every relationship. Our whole life is meant to be about blessing. So I was thinking about this and I wanted to give a little blessing breakdown in my own life and to show you how this can look uh, so differently. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a very small thing, a small word you speak over somebody a small way you make them feel seen, a small sacrifice you make on their behalf. And so I'm going to give you just kind of a, uh, just an excerpt of the Blessing Hall of Fame in my life, the people who have really meant a lot to me and blessed me. And This is not exhaustive. So there's way too many people than I could list in this podcast. But I think about my parents. Uh, My parents are some of the most sacrificial and giving people on the planet. And, I think about my very first band uh, when I wanted to get into music. It was Gamaliel's Advice, which I think I've mentioned this in an earlier episode. is a terrible band name, but I knew I loved music and I knew that I wanted to be in ministry. And so I was trying to combine the two. And so I had this band in college and we would go and play uh, youth camps and retreats, anybody that would have us. And usually it was like leading worship and playing shows for like 10 people. And they would drive, no matter how far away, if it was a youth camp in West Virginia and we were playing on on the flatbed of a truck and all we were getting paid to be there was pizza, they would drive hours just to show up and support our band and just to run the merch table. But they were trying to show that they believed in the gift that God had put inside of me. And so as parents, they were speaking life into me as their son so i mean and they i could do a whole podcast on the ways that they have blessed me but that's just one small example i think of a guy like lee mcdermott who's a was a worship pastor at a church nearby when we were starting uh, elevation and we were trying to learn what it meant to build a worship ministry like elevation worship and so lee became somebody that he was on his church was older than ours he was years ahead of us on the journey but he was somebody that I could drive and see and just ask questions. And he opened up his door to me with his time, with his prayers. And they were words that he spoke to me so early on that guided me in ministry, uh, to this day, really. And he could have felt threatened by a church that was a few hours away that was growing, and by another worship ministry, but he never felt threatened. He was empowering and he was encouraging and he would send. You know, text to say he was praying for us, and he would resource us. And I always uh, was marked by that, and I wanted to be that same kind of worship pastor to other worship leaders. So I wanted to be like Lee because of how he blessed us. I think of a woman named Lisa, who when we were pregnant with our twins, and this was before we knew that they had any medical problems, that she called us one day and said, hey, I really want to come over and pray over your twins, and pray over y'all. And she could have felt awkward by taking a step of faith like that, but she came over and said, hey, I feel like the Lord um, wants me to pray over y'all because you're going to need strength in this season, and I feel like I'm supposed to pray for health over your twins. And we knew nothing at this point. We had no idea that there was anything wrong, yet she took a step of faith and spoke life over us. Um, She resourced us with faith, even at the risk of making herself look silly by, by putting herself out there like that. But she blessed us through her prayers. I think of uh, Chris and Beth Brown, uh, some of our closest friends who drove us to the hospital the night our twins were born with emergency surgery. And they were there with us grieving and, 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 and helping support us in any way possible. And they have been dear friends through every step of our journey just by being present with us. I think about my neighbor at the time, Mr. Michael, who, because we spent three months in the hospital without us even asking, he just would cut our grass and he would just ask what chores could be done at the house uh, because he wanted to find a way to bless us. Fast forward many years during COVID, and when we were um, trying to be very careful because our daughter, our youngest daughter, Sydney, has cystic fibrosis, and our family um, didn't go out much because she was at such high risk. I think of of a friend of ours named Amy who one day just stopped by and she knows our family loves Star Wars and she loves Star Wars. So she just said, hey, I just wanted to bring some Star Wars toys that y'all can have fun with during COVID. And it was a small thing, but it showed that she saw us. We felt seen. And then our twins, their e-group during that time, they came over to the house and they had a birthday party in the yard because they knew that uh, our girls couldn't go anywhere at that time. I think of my friend Sweb, who when I wrote the draft of my first book that comes out next year, uh, I sent it to him just wanting feedback from anybody. And a lot of people I sent it to, no one gave me really a lot of feedback. And he, for like three days straight, was sending me voice memo after voice memo after voice memo with things that he loved and things that he thought could be better. He didn't have to do it, but he gave of his time to resource me in what God was calling me to do. I think of my friend named Larry who after I stepped off staff at elevation he knew how scary that was and he just invited me to go on a ski trip with some guys that was already planned and he he made room for me at the last minute just because he knew that I needed to be around some godly community. So in all of those instances I was blessed by people seeing me, speaking well over me and my family and then sacrificing for me, giving something of themselves so that I could have more life and be more resourced to do what God was calling me to do in that season. So now let me turn it on you. How can you take the blessing you have received from God, the worth, the value, and love that's been imparted to you by His Son, and then impart a blessing into the life of someone that you love today? It doesn't take money, although sometimes that's part of it. It may be as simple as going out of your way to be kind and share a word of encouragement. It may mean acknowledging someone's struggle and listening with kindness and with empathy. It could lead you to speaking truth to someone so they can see themselves the way God sees them. Uh, It may mean parting with something you love in order to give it to someone who needs it more. It, It may mean blessing the next generation and not feeling threatened by them, but resourcing them with the tools they need to succeed. In fact, on that note, I love this quote from Raulhauser, where he says, Blessing means to see someone's energy and honor it as a source of joy and delight rather than as an intrusion or a threat. To bless a young person is to look at him or her and without exploitation of any kind, give back to him or her an appreciative gaze that says his or her life and actions are a source of delight and joy for us rather than a threat and irritation. You are blessed to be a blessing. Now, there's an opposite side to blessing too that I just want to touch on because there's living in a way that doesn't bless others but curses others. So if we bless others by seeing them and delighting in them and giving away some of our own lives so that they can be equipped to do what God has called them to do, we curse others when we demand that they see and admire us, when we demand they speak well of us, and when we use their lives to build up our own So the difference in blessing and cursing, it's a matter of focus because when we are at the center of it, it becomes a curse. But when we place God and others at the center, then it becomes a blessing. See, blessing is the way of the kingdom. Cursing is the way of the world. So in Christ, we are meant to be people of blessing. So as we close, I want you to get someone in your mind right now. It may be a friend A coworker, someone you volunteer with at church, it's maybe your child, someone that you lead. And how can you show them that they are seen? How can you speak well of them? And how can you give of yourself so that they can walk into who God has called them to be? And remember, you can do this because you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. See, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that a blessing is a visible, perceptible, effective proximity of God. And if you're a follower of Christ, you have the Spirit of God in you. Um, You are in Christ, and you carry His life and His life and His blessing into a world that desperately needs it. So how can other people experience God's blessing through you? All right, thanks for joining me today for Dreamers and Disciples. I hope you have been blessed by this podcast today. So share it with a friend if you have, leave a review, all that helps get the word out about this podcast. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode.